0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pied El Cañon, ready for anything, I'm Rob, and you're listening to... The Probo Show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to this very special edition of The Probo Show, coming to you live at 6pm e- Central European Time. How are we doing? Yeah, we're a little later than usual. If you're expecting a live show at 8.30 in the morning, you're not getting one. No, it's this. It's the Probo Show After Dark, where we tackle those subjects that, mm, maybe not the most radio-friendly, but still well worth talking about. Oh my God, friends, do we have a show for you. Um, First of all, I thoroughly tortured the elves this afternoon, and they gave me an amazing lineup for today. In today's 100 humans, I asked them to name an activity besides sex that people do naked. Nombra una actividad además del sexo que la gente haga desnuda. And then in complete the news, we'll find out why King Charles was urged to call President Joe Biden. That's a good one. You won't be disappointed. Um, And then today's unpopular opinion. Wow. It's um, kind of a... Let's say a quasi-controversial one. Really a debate between universalism and multiculturalism. Today's unpopular opinion is too much racial awareness makes racism worse. Demasiada conciencia. Conciencia, would you say? Conciencia racial empeora el racismo. We'll get into that in a bit, my friends. First, I'm here, you're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. Firstly, a big hello to all the people joining me in the live audience today. That's Eugene Vero DeCoy Tripsky, um, Nuriatam, corporate alligator. Wow, dude, guys, guys. Yeah, the creme de la creme. Close the doors behind you. We don't need anybody else here. Um, Everybody's saying hello. Everybody in a good mood. Nice to see you guys. Um, Yeah. So, you know, let's not waste any time. I'm here. You're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. First, friends, we are living in the darkest timeline. (laughs) Okay, here we go. This coming from Business Insider. (laughs) Your mom can now recommend matches to you on Tinder. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tu madre ya puede recomendarte parejas en Tinder. Yes, it's true. It's finally happened. Close your Tinder accounts, friends. Tinder has introduced a new feature allowing friends and family to suggest potential matches within the app, enhancing the dating experience by incorporating trusted opinions. (laughs) Users can invite up to 15 people who don't need their own Tinder accounts to review possible match profiles. These reviewers can't communicate with matches, but can endorse profiles for the user's consideration. Oh, my God. I, I dread to think who my mum would recommend for me. But there you go. They're you struggling to find that special someone, friends. I'll let your mom do it. I'll let your mom do it. The user retains ultimate control over their swiping decisions. This matchmaker feature, reflecting how most singles frequently discuss dating with friends, aims to broaden perspectives on potential partners, currently live in 15 countries with plans for further expansion. How do you feel about that, friends? (laughs) That would terrify me. (laughs) Thank God I don't have to use Tinder. Tinder. Um, I'll stick to my virus and malware called Pornhub, says Corporate Alligator. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. equally you don't want your mum accessing that though, right?
1: (laughs) That gets the Probo stamp of approval.
0: Um, How are you doing, Chusky? Welcome, welcome. Eugene says, I already closed my Tinder account because Tinder left Russia, really? Oh yeah, I think I heard about that. Well, um, you know, you're just saving yourself um, a lot of wasted time there. <laughs> okay, next in the news. Okay, wow, some kind of deeply worrying news here. Um, AI risk must be treated as seriously as the climate crisis, says the Go- Google's DeepMind chief. DeepMind being um, one of Google's AI efforts so el riesgo de la IA debe tratarse como la misma con la misma seriedad, I think he said, uh, que la crisis climática afirma al jefe de Google DeepMind. Yeah. Um, uh, I think his name's Demsis Hassabis or something like that. The CEO of Google's AI division has urged that the potential risks posed by artificial intelligence should be addressed with the same urgency as climate change, as global leaders prepare for an AI safety summit. Um, Hassabis advocates for immediate action to mitigate threats such as the misuse of AI and creating bioweapons and existential risks of superintelligent systems. He suggests establishing an oversight body akin to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, um, and envisions an international research center focused on AI safety. While recognizing AI's transformative potential, um, Hassabis, emphasizes the need for a balanced approach to harness its benefits while safeguarding against its dangers. Yeah. I mean, look, there's been a lot of um, AI fear-mongering, right? Uh, and I will admit to contributing a little bit to that. But really, my problem is not with AI. My problem is with the lack of regulation in government. or Not the lack of regulation, but the lack of future-proofing our jobs. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the the main thing you hear governments talking about is, ah, don't worry, we're going to tax AI. We're going to tax it. We're going to tax the the machines that come in and steal our jobs. Well, great. That means you in the political class keep getting paid. But what about the rest of us? What are you going to do? Give us food stamps? Come on. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, AI needs oversight, but the genie is already out of the bottle, right? There are already thousands of AI systems that are already open source that i could download on my computer right now and create probably not with the same efficacy of a chat gpt but something similar uh, you know are we really going to pretend that foreign powers uh, aren't going to access and use um ai systems of their own come on the genie's already out of the bottle now guys what we should be doing is telling our um elected officials that hey you know what i mean how about um how about you make plans for the future And I don't know what those plans look like. I'm not employed to do that. I'm employed to talk, right? I'm probably not intelligent enough to do that. But if you're going to, for example, you plan on taxing um, artificial agents, then what do you plan on doing with those taxes rather than lining your own pockets? Yeah? Yeah, are you you, um, safeguarding um, uh, financial plans for those of us who are laid off? You know, expanding the welfare system Universal basic income, anything, anything, guys. Cree, 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 cree. yeah, no? Come on now. <laughs> um, AI will be my next and forever girlfriend, says Chusky. <laughs>
1: that gets the Probo stamp of approval. Uh,
0: Vero says, I don't have a Tinder account, but if I had one, I would not allow my mom to see it. No, me too. <laughs> me neither. That would result in a... <laughs> At least when I had one. You know what I mean? To be honest, like, like my, when I did have an AI account, uh, um, an AI account, a uh, Tinder account, it was, like, it was like the Sahara desert in there. You know what I mean? There were just like, there were just tumbleweeds blowing, nothing much else happening. Okay, uh, let's continue, Eugene, but I have one or two accounts on other sites. All right. Brrr. Nice to see you back home on air at the, in the afternoon, says Chusky. Yeah, it's nice. I like these after dark episodes too, Chusky. Um, Corporate alligator. Google saying that and yet still use it. Yeah, exactly. And still developing it. We're in a really weird moment in history, corporate alligator, where, again, like I said, the genie is out of the bottle. And there is this arms race to develop AI. Right now, in the lead, without shadow of doubt, is open AI. Who has a stake in open AI? Microsoft have a big stake in open AI. I don't know what other investors they have, but um, I did hear rumblings, rumors that um, OpenAI may go private soon, and may end up being one of the wealthiest um, companies on planet Earth. I mean, in terms of image generation, they've just released um, DALI 3, which is incredible. I've used it. Um, uh, ChatGPT4 is just amazing. The code interpreter, the plugins, it's just, it's out of this world, friends. Uh, let's see, Tripsky. Hey, I, I, see I How much money I have? I will take all the food stamps. <laughs> Says Tripsky. Um, corporate Alligator. What's your? What's next? Your mother will be able to start the conversation. Robert's a good boy. Treat him. He's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather my dogs. Right? <laughs> no. My mom would do it. I mean, you know what I mean? If if I am ever single again, I definitely need to hand the reins of my love life over to someone else. Cause I'm proven to be quite useless I <laughs> Let's see, Chusky. Why don't we all, why don't we let AI and robots do all the jobs so we humans can play with our eggs all day? <laughs> yeah, Yeah. no. I'll just, ha- I'll just, you know, kidnap a bunch of elves like I did. I mean, that would be the utopia, right? That would be the utopia, but how, I mean, look, I think the biggest worry about something, a solution like universal income, is that we would lose our drive and our innovation as human beings, you know what I mean? I think people believe the capitalist model and the idea of uh, financial reimbursement is what keeps people motivated. Um, I think that's a very dim view of, of humanity, honestly. I think, you know, we're a curious species. But, hey, that's just my opinion. And as Grandpa Bo used to say, opinions, they're like buttholes. Everybody has one, and they all stink, even mine. All right, finally, finally, let's um, let's look at um, a piece of news here from Forbes. Quite interesting. Gen Z and the great office debate won't end in 2023. Um, La generacion Z y el gran debate de la oficina no acabará en 2023. Again, you know, I've been following the story or the story as it's fractured across several several publications of the kind of the work from home or what the new office environment might look like. That is if we still have an office environment, if AI hasn't stolen our jobs. (laughs) Yeah. So the ongoing debate regarding the future of office work, particularly concerning Gen Z, is set to continue beyond 2023. As companies face decisions about their physical office spaces, they must consider the preferences of newer, digitally native generations who value flexibility and a blend of physical and digital work experiences. Gen Z, despite their digital inclinations, seek meaningful in-person Connections and growth opportunities. Pushing for this is a an interesting word that the first time I've read it is in this article. Figital, p h y g g i t a l, figital, physical digital blend, a portmanteau. Pushing for a figital work environment to attract and retain Gen Z talent, companies need to adapt their spaces. Um, to support these needs, fostering environments that emphasize um, experimental design, purposeful interactions, and evolved mentorship programs. What do you guys think of this? I mean, look, Generation Z are the only digital natives. I mean, I'd say people as far back as Generation um, X like mine or at least the tail end of Generation X, we were around at the very birth of the internet. We were using AOL Messenger, MSN Messenger when it still existed. You know, we opened our first accounts on MySpace and closed them when MySpace practically turned into Bandcamp. I mean, we are the real digital natives, are we not? We were there right at the very beginning, friends. Hmm, This is interesting for me. Um, I foresee maybe a future where Generation Z... I mean, look at what's happening in China. China would be a good benchmark for this, right? At the moment, there are Chinese parents paying Chinese kids to be full-time kids. You know, do the washing up around the house, that kind of thing. Why? Because there are no work opportunities for them. Now, as the as the population becomes ever increasingly older or weighted within older age demographics. We are going to be clinging to our jobs like a koala to a tree. <laughs> so what jobs are they going to be for Generation Z? It's my question. Are companies really going to try and foster these digital environments when they can just hire older generations that will go into the office freely because we've been doing it for our entire lives? It's an interesting question, right? And something that Forbes doesn't um, see to look beyond... You know, it's certainly the future is very unclear. When you mix like an aging working demographic, along with the advent of AI, the future of in-office work does seem, um, does seem a little unclear, at least to me. Uh, who actually wants to to do office work anymore? Oh God, Yeah, <laughs> I wish this was my only job. If you want to help me do that, by the way, guys, go ahead and seek me out on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my only bit of shilling for today. But if you do want to support all the work that I do, you can do it there. Uh, once the older generation dies out, then what? Well, here's the thing. I mean, we're not reproducing enough in the West. I mean, the only, the only um, country... Well, no, I think Ghana and India are the, only, um, are the only nations that are really reproducing at any speed. The rest of us are in decline. I mean, maybe Asian countries are noticing that a little more. Um, Japan are facing a worker deficit. Um, South Korea, China, you know. So, like, most of the the vast majority of the working um, working people will be older, in their forties and fifties. Right now, like, if you're um if you're a, a political party, you will aim to capture that that those younger people. But pretty soon. Pretty soon, that's um, uh, that's going to be flipped on its head because older people will out by far outweigh younger, which is a worry, right? It means we're never going to retire. And if you're worried about my retirement, again, check me out on Patreon. <laughs> you know, I'll keep doing this show forever, friends. <laughs> Look at their country, though. It's only fun. Um, the only fun they have, of course, will be reproducing. <laughs> yeah, but what fun? What fun? I mean, I'm not saying I want to reproduce, but I'd certainly enjoy quite a bit more practice.
1: That gets the Probo stamp of (laughs) approval.
0: I don't want babies, but I will try. I will try for them as long as I don't ever succeed. All right, guys. On that note, let's move on to today's unpopular opinion.
1: Unpopular opinion.
0: Eugene says, don't reproduce, guys. (laughs) Enough. We are the best. Yeah, we've, we've hit the creme de la creme. We don't need any more humans. Alright guys, today's unpopular opinion, today's brain fat. today's pedo cerebral, pedo mental is Oof, it's a tough one today, let's get into it Too much racial awareness makes racism worse Demasiada conciencia racial empeora el racismo This is really a debate between universalism and multiculturalism One that more people should be having I think, but we sadly don't and we'll dig into that in a second. Uh, Chusky says, human jobs will disappear at the same time tech evolves. That's what tech is meant for, to make our lives easier. And when that is 100% fact, then money will finally disappear. Oh, And then, you know, we'll live in the Star Trek universe. Thank God, eh? Live long and prosper, friends. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. First of all, what even is universalism and multiculturalism? Because we'll be using those words quite a bit through today's show um i did prepare a little blurb so bear with me universalism refers to the um, philosophical philosophical ethical concept that all humans are equal and should be treated identically under law regardless of their cultural racial or individual differences it emphasizes commonality shared human experiences and a set of universal standards often advocating for for a shared set of values and norms. Under universalism, policies and practices are designed to transcend cultural differences and focus on what unites us as humans. It promotes the idea that there are universal human rights and standards that should be applicable to everyone, often prioritizing the individual um, over the group identity. Now, multiculturalism. Multiculturalism, on the other hand, emphasizes the recognition and appreciation of cultural differences. It advocates for societies to be organized in such a way that encourages cultural diversity. And it supports the idea that individuals can coexist peacefully and equitably while maintaining distinct cultural identities. In a multicultural approach, different cultures within a society are considered valuable contributors to the national fabric. This perspective supports the idea that societal practices, policies, and laws should accommodate cultural differences, and that these differences are worth celebrating. So, in essence, while universalism promotes the principles of equality and universality of human rights and experiences, multiculturalism values the diversity of cultural experiences and advocates for systems that recognize and celebrate these differences the tension between these two lies in finding the balance between both okay so i'm not going to let you vote without first having read the pros and cons that's why i tortured the elves this afternoon friends and got some pros and cons so agreeing with the statement that too much racial awareness Exacerbates racism. Here we go. Um, focusing on intensely, uh, focusing intensely on racial distinctions can unintentionally reinforce the concept of us versus them, and deepen divisions. Universalism advocates for emphasizing common humanity over racial identity, potentially fostering unity. Stereotype and generalizations consistently farming discussion, uh, framing discussions, policies and attributes around race may lead to individuals being seen primarily through their racial identity, potentially fueling stereotyping rather than recognizing each person's unique value or unique individuality. Um, an excessive focus on racial issues can cause fatigue or resistance from those who feel alienated or blamed by such discussions potentially leading to a societal backlash. And next and final in the pro column, Universalist Perspective argues that focusing on common values and shared societal goals can be a more effective way to build cooperative communities. In the con column, disagreeing with this point. Okay. Okay. Multiculturalism recognizes the unique challenges faced by different racial communities, particularly systemic inequalities. By raising awareness, societies can address and re- redress historical and present injustices. Celebrating diversity, understanding and appreciating cultural richness in, and individual experiences that different races bring to society can enhance social cohesion. Next, without racial awareness, there's a risk of colorblindness, which can invalidate the specific hardships and experiences of minority communities. And finally, in the, in the con column, multiculturalism advocates for diverse representation in all societal facets, from politics to entertainment. This approach helps to challenge stereotypes and promote more accurate, inclusive understanding of society. Now, we've read the pros and cons. You're probably seeing quite a few reflections of society as it stands right now, right? Certainly in Hollywood, we can see um, a lot of promotion of representation. Um, I tend to sway towards this being a positive thing. But I think the key here lies in balance. But it's a black and white decision, guys. We have to pick one or the other. So does does racial awareness combat racism? Or does it exacerbate racism? Let's get into it. I got a few messages, not many because the poll wasn't up very long. Um, Rick said, in my view, obsessing over racial differences can make things worse. Um, Linda, understanding history is essential. It tells us that ignoring race doesn't make racism disappear. While I agree excessive focus can cause discomfort. Hmm. And finally, Aisha said, I believe racial awareness is crucial in creating inclusive workplaces. However, without proper understanding or empathy, consistently centering discussions on race alone might unintentionally deepen divides. It's a tough one, eh guys? Why am I doing this? Well, do you remember when I did everyone, when you all kind of eviscerated me, everyone's pronouns should be they, them. (laughs) Um, I kind of made an argument, a very brief argument using this topic. If we kind, of, if we make race the touchstone of our identity, then, if, or if we teach kids that race is the touchstone of our identity, then we almost foster a belief, or we we kind of foster pigeonholing ourselves into that. Right? I'm a white man. I'm a white man. You know. You know. My girlfriend's Arabic. She's Arabic. She's Arabic. My girlfriend is, you know, Crystal, whatever your name is. You know, my, I am Rob. You know, we, we, we seem to be moving forward in a society where we're, we're classifying ourselves under certain umbrellas, whether that be our gender, our sexual orientation, our race, our religion, when really the fabric of who we are might be something else. And I'm not saying here um, promoting representation is necessarily a bad thing. But is it possible to take this too far i believe it might be but look guys i see you've written a lot of comments in the chat i will get to those right after the break it's a difficult subject handle with care right i'm going to post a poll in the chat and you're going to tell me does too much racial awareness cause more racism or does it make racism worse true or false friends There's so many things you could have been doing this afternoon, an infinite number of things, but instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the absolute world. I'll be back in a few minutes. Don't forget to vote on the poll, and guys, thank you so much for being here for this very special Probo show after dark. See you soon. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find vods of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. The probo Show! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. If you just tuned in, well what have you missed? Well, quite a lot, I'll be honest. We um we spoke about now that you know, you can invite your mom to um vet your matches on Tinder. What kind of what kind of a person would do that? <laughs> if anything, you know what Tinder needs? It needs references. Your ex-girlfriends should be able to you should be able to ask them to leave your references. You know, I dated Rob from 2006 to 2008 <laughs> 10 out of 10 would date again you know that would be useful I'm not sure how, how useful my mum's um, opinion would be though <laughs> love you mum if you're listening but you know okay AI risk um, must be treated as seriously as climate change who said that none other than Google's um, head of deep mind head of their AI division, when the head of an AI division is saying that, maybe we should be taking it seriously. And then finally, um, uh, continuing this debate of Gen Z and the great office debate whether whether people should return to work or not. And I think the one thing this, uh, that article misses is uh, a bit more of a, they need to zoom out a little bit. They're looking at this problem very myopically when um, there are so many more factors at play when in the future work environment. The fact that most of the employees are gonna become more older and older, given that the retirement age is gonna be pulled, pushed further and further back. The advent of AI, making a lot of office jobs just irrelevant in the first place anyway. Hmm. Yeah, but it's still, nevertheless, um, a great article by Forbes right there. And also we um, got into today's unpopular opinion, another controversial one, too much racial awareness makes racism worse. I do have the results of that poll here, but first I feel like I should tell you—I should tell you what the um, what the results were on Instagram. Okay, on Instagram they said, or I made the statement, "Too much racial awareness makes racism worse," and they said eighty-three percent true. Hmm, interesting. Um, let's read some um, some comments here in the chat. Uh, Vero says, True. Not so long ago, my parents raised their children, making a distinction between black people and white people, Christians and non-Christians. Thank God society has come a long way and our young people think that we're all basically the same. Yeah. But there are sections of society that don't feel like that. I mean, I do. I mean, I'm an immigrant in the country where I live. I think one of the best educations you could give anyone is force them to live as an immigrant for a little while. You know? It really gives you a different spin on the whole us-them manifesto that a lot of particularly right-leaning political parties tend to tend to um, spin. Oh, that's not me being anti-right, a globalist shill, by the way. <laughs> I've been accused of many, many times. <laughs> All right, let's carry on. Um, uh, the Bridge. Today's opinion deeply interests me. Having been the child of immigrants in England, then back to Spain, and having had immigrants as employees in Spain, I think I'm pretty well versed. The problem is that some people themselves do proudly put their race forward. The problem, as always, is the reaction. Um, yeah, I think there's quite a lot of truth in that. Chusky says, I'm not racist or anything similar, but I will always be against anyone who doesn't respect human rights and harms physical and emotional, no matter gender, race, culture, or whatever. Um, Bridge continues here, says, actually, now I'm reading the question, I think it probably does, but it shouldn't. As always, ignorance is the problem. And Corporate Alligator, as my grandma once said, I don't care if you're black, white, gay, trans, yellow," (laughs) yellow... Jeez Louise. Blue by straight. I hate you all equally.
1: <laughs> that gets the Probo stamp of approval.
0: <laughs> yeah. Your gran and my grandfather would have gotten a long copper alligator. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it seems to be. You know what? I think this is a problem, Off. I think the problem here is that both, that this has become a political issue, Awin, and deeply it's a philosophical one. Not a political one, but it's become so politicized. Um, I think the problem here is there are no, there are no balanced voices in this debate. I mean, in the debate that's happening in the wider world, not in this chat. You know, I think I think the problem is that we don't hear balanced talk. If you go on YouTube, you see kind of like these toxic channels complaining about um, representation in media. we whoa, walk. And then, or you um, subscribe to 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 left-leaning publications, and they just decry any comment, no matter how balanced, as racist, sexist, transphobic. There is a lack of balanced debate, and I think that might be the problem here. I think that might be the problem here. But again, that's just my opinion. And as Grandpa Bo used to say, opinions are like buttholes; everyone has one. They all stink. Including mine. (laughs) Um, Bridge says, I absolutely agree with you, Rob, on having a spell as an immigrant. Yeah. You know, it's true because you do get a different perspective. Not just on on the immigration, but just as what it is to be a human being. You you, You tend to see, not the differences, you tend to see or focus in on the things that make us much more similar. We're all so similar, guys. I mean, in my community where I was raised in England, I was raised alongside um, a really big, healthy Muslim and, um, and Hindu community. Bradford's always been a very multicultural place. Now, in that time, it was a, tie, it was a hotbed of racial kind of um, upheaval and racial aggression. Jeremy, I mean, check it out for yourself. The Manningham riots, the Bradford riots, they say that happened 2 or 3 years apart i was there for the for the yearly events that they didn't talk about now why was that if i was going to put my finger on it you know i would say it's because you had young um, young muslim men seeing their peers drinking and doing whatever they want while they were hearing a completely different message from um, from their elders <laughs> Is the solution not for us all to just be one? To see ourselves as part of um, a whole rather than identify ourselves as a single race? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, friends, but it's certainly a debate worth having, right? In a balanced manner. Because, you know, I think what, what often is wrong in society is that most of us don't want to admit that we're wrong or don't want to open the doors to the possibility that what we think might not be the truth. Because, of course, we've been placed in these social media bubbles that convince us that we're beholders of everything that's true and the other side, if there is another side, is just wrong and misguided. So I said, I asked you. I've got obviously quite a polarized opinion there on Instagram, 83% true. So I asked the live audience today, um, does too much racial awareness make racism worse? And you guys said... false. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Fascinating. Let's see what people are saying in the chat. Um, Generation Alpha is the next solution, says uh, Chusky. Yeah, 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 maybe. Um, Everyone should like conscription, says the bridge. Yeah, because what being an immigrant shows you is that we're not that we're all different that we're all so deeply the same. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> um, Eugene says, I love all women and color of the skin doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the way most of us think, honestly. Um, corporate alligator, just follow the steps of Andrew Tate. Oh, God, dude.
1: <laughs>
0: Don't follow the steps of Andrew Tate. <laughs> Don't do it. He's a human trafficker. <laughs> Corporate, I'll get... Come on, Rob. Everything on Facebook is the truth. (laughs) Especially if it's shared by that weird uncle. (laughs) The one that um, is a little bit racist over Christmas dinner. That guy. (laughs) I believe I told you before, Slough in my area was full of Pakistani curry places as the bridge. Yeah. So is Bradford, man. Best curry in England. Mmm. Yeah, so it's a, it's, a fascinating, it's a fascinating subject for debate, and sadly there are not enough measured voices. Everyone believes are in the control of the truth. And what I love about the way we voted tonight, my friends, is that it's kind of 50-50, and I think that's the truth. I think the key here is balance. Does too much racial awareness cause a problem? Guys, too much of anything cause a problem. <laughs> it's what too much means, right? If you drink too much water, you're going to die. <laughs> too much means, yeah, you know, demasiado. So does too much racial awareness um, cause problems? Yeah, well, probably it does, doesn't it? But does a little? I don't think it does. Exactly, just what Chusky said here. All extremes are bad.
1: That gets the Probo stamp of approval.
0: I remember when people were complaining about um, the elves in um, the Amazon series being black. (laughs) What was it? The Amazon Lord of the Rings series? Or the hobbits? There are black hobbits. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Does it really matter? I mean, if your race and the representation of your race matters so very much to you. Oh, this was written by a Western European and they're not Western European elves then I would suggest you might have a problem. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And if you place so much emphasis on your or other people's race, then that, my friends, is the problem. Okay? That's what causes racism. Pinning your identity to race, gender, sexual orientation. That's the problem. You know, I believe, as very many of you do out there, live and let live. You know, there is no problem educating about our cultural differences, but our cultural differences does not do not make us who we are. That does not measure the weight of our soul, if there is such a thing, my friends. So, yeah, a 50-50 result. And I think um, uh, that kind of balance is what's missing in the debate. The debate, debate between universalism and multiculturalism. But as long as we live in this partisan world, maybe we'll never get it outside of this. The Probo Show, friends. Let's move on to today's 100 humans. Oh, my God, friends. It was a long walk home this afternoon. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans. And I asked them all a question. Today's question was, name an activity, besides sex, that people do naked. Nombra una actividad, además del sexo, que la gente haga desnuda. I asked them that question, they gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Ooh, we're on fire. How are we doing, Con? Conman joining us all the way from South Africa. How are you doing, my friend? Let's see what, they, um, uh, see what the chat is saying here. Um, too many humans is an extreme. Yeah, true story. A <laughs> hundred is too many. Um, What's important are personalities and souls, not the color of skin, says Vero. Agreed. You guys are on fire. I love this. Um, A lot of Brits are happy to take the food, yet a lot of Brits are against people that don't look like them. Makes so much sense. Yeah, sadly. Sadly. That's a problem. At least it was a problem in um, in the early 2000s when I was growing up. Not so much now. I was pleased to see that Bradford is a lot more accepting of other cultures now um who says hobbits weren't black <laughs> true story bridge um so do i rob live and let live very, very reflexive topic today says nuria Tam yeah yeah that's why we've tra- treated it with a little bit more seriousness than we usually do the probo choice supreme says the bridge that gets a
1: that gets the probo <laughs> stamp of approval
0: all right let's get into it 100 humans name an activity besides sex that people do naked Nombra una actividad además del sexo que la gente haga desnuda. All right, let's see. Corporate Alligator says sleeping. Is sleeping there? Yes, it is. Well done. Sleeping is there. 12 of 100 humans said sleeping. It is in fifth place. Um, Having a shower says Urs. So does Conman. He says shower as well. And bathing. Shower says Chusky shower says nuriatam all right it's showering there showering bathing is it there yes it is well done well done my friends and with 24 of 100 humans it's the number one answer (laughs) you guys are so good today all right all right guys all right we're getting we're getting rid of the obvious answers here there's a few of these i had no idea people were doing naked honestly um, <laughs> all right let's see um tanning sunbathing tanning says Eugene uh the bridge also said sunbathing is sunbathing there yes it is well done my god I don't know how conservative my upbringing was but I'm like a lot of these were a mystery to me <laughs> um I mean obviously sun tanning no <laughs> but a few of them that are still on the list um, okay let's see uh, take a shower we had that one well done nuria um uh, vero says what about black ariel on the little mermaid's new version um, has it changed the moral of the story absolutely not yeah true story okay eugene says swimming swimming now that natacion swimming we actually have a a, a a word for swimming naked in um, in the UK. We call it skinny dipping. Is, is skinny dipping there? Yes, it is. <laughs> 10 of 100 humans said skinny dipping. It is the sixth most popular answer. Well done. Guys, you're on fire today. All right, let's continue. Um, changing clothes. It's a good answer. It's a good answer, but sadly, not there. These hundred humans are a little dumb, con man. That was a good answer. Medical examination says, Ours. A medical examination? It's not there either. Hmm. Exploration at the doctor's medical examination said, Nuryatam is not there. Sleeping. Oh, we had sleeping, right? Yeah, corporate alligator. Sleeping was there. Well done, Vera. Um, watching pornography says uh, watching pornography says Eugene it's not there it's not there <laughs> you'd have to be fully naked for that come on <laughs> um uh, Carman also said swimming I'm gonna give you um I'm gonna give you a clue okay the third most popular answer I think it comes from a Nordic country you have some hot rocks and you pour water over it what do you call those hmm Put water over it and the steam, it's supposed to be good for you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Come on, you know the answer to this. <laughs> Life drawing classes says corporate alligator. He also says taking a shit. Neither of those are there. <laughs> Chusky says walking a dog in a nudist village. <laughs> Did anything, anything you do in a nudist village is done nude. All right, Nuria Tam, Chusky and Urs all say sauna is sauna there yes it is okay this i had no idea you do naked i'm gonna be honest okay this is and andrea my co-host on the lunchtime show does the face version of this i mean i don't even know how to explain it guys it's kind of like you know you you kind of stand there in poses and it's supposed to be great for your core whatever that is whatever that means You know, it's supposed to be exercise, apparently. And you stand there still in different poses. It's supposed to be good muscle exercise. What am I talking about? Something that you can do naked. Yeah, everyone's going like, what? (laughs) But the 100 humans said, along with the bridge and decoy, yoga. Well done. (laughs) Dude, I'm going to be honest. I've never done a yoga class. I might be tempted if it was nude. Are you sure, says the bridge Hey, Don't blame me. Blame the hundred humans. I've seen naked yoga on porn sites. Says just... <laughs>
1: that gets the Probo stamp of approval. I don't believe you sent me links. <laughs> uh, Vera
0: also said yoga. All right. Last one. Okay, this... Um, <laughs> you guys. I mean, it's the After Dark Edition. Come on. All right. So, like, final one. Again, another thing that I didn't know that you did naked. But apparently so, according to the 100 humans. Seven of them said this one. This is a deep state of relaxation. I mean, a forced state of relaxation. I call it sleeping, but other people have a different name for it. It's supposed to put your body in a, in a relaxed pose. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people who are good at it sit cross-legged while doing it. And you know you feel all <laughs> yeah, everyone's freaking out like this isn't naked. Okay, <laughs> the clues were enough. Nuriatam Bridge Chuske all said meditation. <laughs> the coy saying in a nudist colony. I mean meditation is meditation there. Yes, yeah, it is. Well done. <laughs> look, I'm not going to do. Look, I, it was a long walk to work across snow mountains and through river valleys. Perhaps I passed through a nudist colony. Who knows? Who knows, friends? <laughs> All right, let's go through the list. Um, I asked a hundred humans to name an activity besides sex that you do naked. <laughs> Eugene says, watching the After Dark show. <laughs> I wish that had been there. <laughs> All right, as the 100 humans donate an activity besides sex that people do naked. Nombra además del sexo que la gente haga desnuda. They said, in position number 7. Meditation. Meditation. There you go. I'm not sure how relaxed I'd be meditating naked, I'll be honest. Maybe a little self-conscious. Thank God. You have to have your eyes closed. I'm having so much of a laugh. This is too much fun, says The Bridge. Me too, me too. Okay, next. In position number... Six! We had swimming, skinny dipping. Bañarse desnudo. I think you would say. In position number... Five! We had sleeping, dormir. Um, Twelve of the hundred humans said that one. In position number... Four! We had yoga. (laughs) Yeah, look... I don't even want to. I don't even want to know what downward dog means <laughs> when you're doing yoga naked. Honestly, in position number three, we had a sauna, a sauna, sauna. I think it's said in Spanish. Fourteen of a hundred humans said that one. In position number two, we had sunbathing, tomar el sol, um, and finally, in position number one, with um, uh, with what was it? with showering, bathing, duchas, baños. I think it was, who was it who said that one? Sorry, one second, one second, we need to find out. It was, I believe, where are you? Oh my God, a lot of you participated. It was Conman. Man, it was Chusky, it was Nuriatam. It was a lot of you guys, well done. It was taking a shower and bathing, well done guys. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to take responsibility for the um, for the hundred humans being dumb today. Downward dog says a um, corporate alligator. Now I have that image in my mind. Says the coy. <laughs> uh, our our grandpas had sex half dressed. <laughs> yeah, we were a lot more we were a lot more puritanical back in the day. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pass out. Says um, says the bridge. All right, let's go to complete the news.
1: Complete.
0: friends, you know how this works. This is Complete the News. I'm going to give you a real news headline, this time from uk.style.yahoo.com. So coming from Yahoo News. Um, I'm going to give you a real news headline, but I'm going to leave out some important information. With the three options I give you, you guys will complete the news. (laughs) This is such a good one. King Charles urged to use his direct hotline to President Joe Biden to blank. El Rey Carlos, a.k.a. Sausage Fingers, we all know who he is. El Rey Carlos insta a utilizar su línea directa con el Presidente Joe Biden para blank. Hmm. Is it A? Thank you, Nuria. Tam gave me a nivelada. Será posible? Vaya And a coy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> the the you know the real thanks go to the translation elf. <laughs> when he regains consciousness, I'll let him know. <laughs> is it a arrest Donald Trump? Ooh. Is it B expose the truth about UFOs, or is it C get Taylor Swift tickets? <laughs> King Charles urged to use his direct hotline to President Joe Biden to A. Arrest Donald Trump, detener a Donald Trump. Is it B. Expose the truth about UFOs, sacar a luz la verdad sobre los ovnis, or, B, or C. Get Taylor Swift tickets, conseguir entradas para Taylor Swift. A. B. Or C. <laughs> I want C to be real so bad, says Corporate Alligator. Wouldn't? Well, maybe it is. Wouldn't it be a beautiful world if that's what it was? <laughs> or B, expose the truth about UFOs. Okay, only one person said A. I will salute you, Eugene. Um, it's a you know, it's a debate between B and C. B is in the lead. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna pause the timer, guys. We need to take our time over this one. Okay, so here we go. King Charles urged to use his direct hotline to President Joe Biden to... <sighs> B, expose the truth about UFOs. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so here we go. This is a genuine article. Again, all the links are in my Patreon. A new documentary titled The King of UFOs urges king charles to use his unique position to pressure president joe biden into revealing the truth about ufos <laughs> Jeez louise nick pope a former uk ufo desk official suggests in the film that that the King should facilitate the UK's own UFO disclosure process similar to recent developments in the US. The documentary highlights potential roles for the King, such as requesting uh, classified briefings, prompting parliamentary discussions, or even leading inquiries into unexplained phenomena. There you go. So King Charles is urged to call President Joe Biden to expose the truth about UFOs. Guys, that's all we've got time for in today's show. Let's see what people are saying just before we um, wrap up. Eugene says, rather than arrest Trump, arrest Putin. Um, The Bridge says, of course, you know what he's like. (laughs) Um, Decoy says, do you come up with the other hilarious options, Rob? Could be. It could be. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if it was to get Taylor Swift tickets? Come on. <laughs> Chusky says that means UFOs are really out there. That's great. Just cause it's just because Nick Pope says they are, doesn't necessarily mean they are. UFOs exist and they're coming to destroy us, says Vero. Um we enjoyed today a lot. So did I, Nuriatam and guys friends. What an amazing show. Thank you so much for being with me on today's After Dark episode. You can find this podcast tomorrow morning. A big hug and kiss for all of you amazing people who are downloading the podcast and supporting me by leaving positive reviews and making sure you're subscribed. Guys, thank you so much. So many things you could have been doing today. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. I will see you next time.